Hey, everyone. We've got Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon on episode 18 of the Pivot Podcast. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, you're listening to Pivot, the podcast for women who have made intentional and unexpected changes in their life. And guess what? They're still winning. I want to encourage you to go to www.letstalkpivot.com and catch all the episodes that we've had so far on Pivot. And I also want you to go to Spotify and follow us. Review on Apple and subscribe. I want you to go and tell your friends and your family about Pivot podcast, okay? I also want to let you know that you can find some really neat quotes from our speakers, our guests who have been on Pivot, and some things that they've shared that really were digestible and that you can take with you for the rest of the week or the rest of the time until the next week that you go back to Pivot. So I'm encouraging you to check us out. We are out there, and I want you to share, share, share as much as possible. Today, I am delighted to have an old friend with me. Uh, This is Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. She is a profit strategist, a public speaker, and an author. And I am so excited that she is going to share her pivot experience with us today. Welcome, Dr. Weatherspoon. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So listen, I t- just shared a little tidbit about who Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon is, but the listeners want to know who you are, and then we want to hear about your pivot experience. Okay. So I am a woman who is living her dream in terms of doing the work that I was called to do and being the person that I am authentically and, you know, not wearing the mask any longer, which is making me a much better wife, a much better mother, a much better daughter and sister. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) She's a better friend. (laughs) Yes. So. I would say um, in terms of my pivot experience, um, it was a long time coming. Uh, You know, I'm like many women who, you know, I was doing the career thing. I had my responsibilities at home. I was active in church. I was active in the community. Um, Obviously, highly skilled and um, in demand, you know, people were pulling on my time and I yes. was always responding saying mm-hmm. yes. Right, right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I felt like um, if people asked me to do something because I could do it, I should do it. Uh-huh. And that resulted in me over a number of years just getting um, frustrated, being unfulfilled. I was doing so much stuff that was pleasing to others, but was not bringing any pleasure or fulfillment to myself. Mm. Um And then it really started, I guess, to come to light for me where I was uh, emotionally and then even physically how all of this was coming down on me uh, when I was working. And one of my coworkers would always tell me, and this was an older white woman. Okay. Um, I was, you know, middle-aged black woman. Okay. She didn't have any kids and she was, 
you know, kind of upper middle class and traveled and, and you know, all of that. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, I had the life that I was living. And right. she would look at me and tell me, you know, she, like, she would call me Superwoman. And, you know, would say that she didn't know how I did what I did. And it was very complimentary. You okay. know, she was, you know, really kind of encouraging me. Um, and I think the first time she said it, you know, it was like, oh, you know, yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels good to be recognized for the hard right. work that you do. <laughs> exactly. But then, you know, every time she would say it after that, it would just make me feel some kind of way. Mm. And I'm like... One, I'm not a superwoman woman because superwoman doesn't go home and cry in her bathroom. Mm, come on. You know? <laughs> come on. Not the superwoman we see. <laughs> right, right. And superwoman isn't struggling to figure out how, you know, to make everything work and how to, you know, please everybody. Superwoman does what she does with ease. At least that's how it appears. And that just wasn't my experience. Right. Um, and... I actually started to get angry when she would say it to me and I never, you know, showed that to her cause I knew that she was coming from a good place. Um, but it just made, made me remember every time she said it, mm -hmm. just kind of how out of balance I was and how dissatisfied I was. Um, and then we got to a point in about 2016. Okay. This actually for me came at the same time I was making a career pivot. Okay. Um, but I, it wasn't, this kind of mindset pivot really didn't have anything to do with the career pivot. I think it was just that I was at a period in my life where I had to make some major decisions about how I was going to move forward in my life. Right. And um, I took that time and just, you know, really thought about what was important to me. What did I want to do? Who did I want to be? How did I want to show up in this world? And how could I, attend to me and still be wife and mom and, you know, servant leader and, you know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and really had to figure out that I couldn't do all of them, not at the level that I wanted to. So some things I was going to have to let go. Right. Um, and then in other areas, I was going to have to step back so other people could step up. Mm. And that happened in my home. <laughs> to, to be quite frank, um, you know, I was the mom who, you know, I cooked, um, I drove people everywhere, I coordinated everybody's schedules, I liaised between everyone, I made sure everyone knew what they needed to know, and I was like the keeper of everything. Everything right. was in my head. <laughs> right. You were a super, super businesswoman in the house, <laughs> outside yes, the house. Yes. You were managing, you, yes. Yes. And it was overwhelming. It was it was really overwhelming. And to be quite honest, it was causing me to have feelings that I should not be having. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, just being angry and, and frustrated and rather, you know, be by myself and be with my family because it was just I just was being pulled on so much. Right. But to be honest, it wasn't their fault. Right. Right, right, right. It was my fault because I allowed it to happen. I allowed it to develop. I taught them that it was okay for them to expect so much of me. And I had allowed myself to put me on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you know, everyone else was going after what they wanted and they had all the support they needed to do that. 
and you know I'm just suffering. Just, yeah, just miserable kind of. <laughs> well, you said something though. I want to stop you for a second. You said you stepped back so others could step up, and when you said that, I thought to myself, little did they know you were empowering them. Absolutely. And making a pathway for them to become stronger in some areas that they probably didn't know or or find strength in areas they didn't know they had. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because sometimes in our pivot experience, um, we have to let some things go, you know, step some things back. Yes. But it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the things um, that became apparent to me was that I was teaching my children lessons by mm-hmm. how I was living and by how I was choosing to serve not only in my house, but outside of my house. And I was teaching my daughter that it was okay to let what you want go so you can help everybody else get theirs. Mm. I was te- So ultimately I was teaching her that her dreams didn't matter. Mm. Mm. And that was not what I wanted to teach her. And I did not want to teach my sons that their future wives' dreams didn't matter. Mm. Come on, because <laughs> we're trying to train these young men up and young women, exactly. right? Exactly. Right? Um, so, you know, we had some open and frank conversations. Um, and what what surprised me was that they responded well. I mean, it was pretty much... You know, well, if like if we had known, if you had asked, if you had told us what you needed, <laughs> we would have been doing this a long time ago, Mom. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. And I, I like one example I, I like like to give because I know a lot of parents get caught up in this. Like when you're when your um, children are in sports, especially, mm-hmm. and, you know, you feel like you have to get. Um, you know, be at the practices, be at all of the games, mm-hmm. and and all of that. And I have I have four children. And my youngest son is not into athletics Mm -hmm. at all. And, um, you know, I would want to be at the games, but then he was too young to be home by himself. So that means he he would have to come and sit there, you know, for hours, bored out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could be there to support, you know, the other children. (laughs) Right, right. And I didn't think that was fair to him. Um, So I had to kind of, work some things out around that, you know, mm-hmm. so now, you know, my husband pretty much does the athletic stuff, especially the practices and the running back and back and forth. I go to games when I can go to games mm-hmm. and guess what? They're okay with that. Mm-hmm. They actually never had the expectation that I would be at every, at every game. game. Right. right. I came up with that in my own head. Right. You built- and then when I failed to do it, I felt bad about it. And then they're kind of like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Get it. There's four of us. We understand. <laughs> well, and you know what? It's it's interesting because once you come to the realization that, you know what, I need to step back and I need to make some changes for me, initially it seemed like, oh, I don't know, you know, there's a hesitation. You're not quite sure how people are going to receive it. But you realize it's for the best. It's it's not only the best for you. It's actually the best for everybody. Everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Because as I said at the beginning, it allows you to show up more authentically in Mm -hmm. those roles that are important to you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, and even now, like I I hate when people, women especially Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, like this whole superwoman concept, like it's a, it's a positive thing. And I'm like, it is not. Superwoman is dead. Superwoman is scripted. Okay. She was produced, directed, and scripted. Yes. 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 So I think it's more important that, you know, we identify what our personal power is. That thing, you know, that we were called to do, the way that we were called to impact the world and stand in that. And that is more than enough you know Mm -hmm. do that with excellence rather than trying to do 50 other things that you're doing half-heartedly you're not giving your best at you don't really want to do you're just doing it out of obligation and that you don't even really need to do I mean some people are only asking you to do things because they know you're going to say yes right (laughs) so true (laughs) So, so what would you tell our pivot family out there who is listening, who that 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 superwoman title, that woman that's out there trying to do it all, um, and 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 really afraid to step into? I like you know you said, kind of identify our own personal power, not superpower, but our own personal power. What, do you, what would you say to someone out there who's really trying to find that, uh, but a little nervous to let go of superwoman? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that's become their identity. Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, I like what you said about, you know, the woman who's trying, they're trying to do it all. And I think what it boils down to is defining what all is for you. Mm-hmm. What, what all is for me may look very different for what it is for you. Um, so for me at this point in my life, Mm -hmm. it is one, you know, doing the work that's important to me, that, that is one of my priorities. It's not the top priority, but that is one of my priorities. That's something that like I'm committed to making happen. Um, all is, you know, spending quality time with my family. Mm-hmm. But what I realize now is that that does not mean that I can't find time to do things for myself because right. I'm always doing things with and for my family. Right. Y- y- you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's built in. It's built in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. By default, we wake up, you know, you're thinking about what you got to do. Right. And your family right. is incorporated in those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then even when you're, you, you're looking at, you know, your career and what you're doing there, mm-hmm. um, you might have this goal to reach a certain level in your organization or in your field. But mm-hmm. why do you want to reach that? Right. What's the purpose of you doing that? Is that just where you think you should be going or is that really what you want and are you willing to make the sacrifice that comes with that? Right. You know, as I know when I was working, um, I would have a lot of people talking to me about a vice presidency and, you know, president and why don't you do, 
No, because I know what that demands of me. And that oh. is not the life that I want to live. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you, my sister. Let me just tell you. Uh, yes. <laughs> I knew I could. I knew I could do it. I mm-hmm. knew without a doubt I had the skill set to do it. I had the knowledge and the experience to do it. But I just said that, yeah, that my my life would not be my own. That's right. Um, more than it already was not. Right. <laughs> you know, right. That would be a different level of just like losing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, we really just have to dig deep and reflect on what's really important to us and then what that looks like in real life and then have conversations with the people who are going to be impacted by, you know, these new revelations that you get about yourself and the resulting decisions and changes that are going to come from there. Right. I think, you know, people who love you and support you are going to understand. That's Um, right. Even if it's not comfortable for them, they're going to understand because they're, they don't want to see you lose yourself. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see you unhappy and and unfulfilled. And I think, you know, anyone with any decent amount of of life experience will recognize that if you feel good about yourself and what you're doing, that you're going to be better in your relationship with them. Right. Or whatever that relationship may be. Um, But I think it takes some hard, hard conversations um, and then some honesty that you just have to have with yourself because when we do get wrapped up in our identities mm-hmm. and it's easy to know when people have done that. Um, so for instance, when you asked me to, you know, say who I was, I did not leave with I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not who I am. Right. You know, Sharita Riri <laughs> existed <laughs> long before <laughs> Mrs. Weatherspoon and right. Bill and Corbin and Jaden and Ian's mom and Dr. Weatherspoon. Right. Know, she was a whole person. Right, right. I know. Um, <laughs> before, <laughs> before all of those roles came. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Um, so I, I, I think it's a difficult process that we have to, to go through. But, you know, for any woman who is feeling unfulfilled, feeling like there is something more to her, mm-hmm. whether that is something she should be doing or just not feeling free enough to, to be herself, right? Um, that there, there's some work to be done and some changes that, that have to be, to be made. And even though I was able to kind of make those changes and have those conversations, they weren't, it wasn't an easy process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, letting things go. Cause you get used to things. You get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's on the other side you don't. <laughs> of all of this. You, you don't. Know? Right. Right. Um, but I can tell you that it was, it was worth it. It was worth the hard conversations. It was worth the sometimes, you know, when you get, you get a question that is like, Oh, like I'm just supposed to know this off the top of my head. But, you know, you actually have access to the information to right. say, mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Did I know? I knew. <laughs> but no, I needed to empower you to go figure it out. That's right. <laughs> and, that, and, and guess what? That crosses over all of the titles, right? That's what a mom is supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what a manager is supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? A leader empower. is supposed to do, right? Empower. <laughs> empower <you> quit. <laughs> that's exactly right. So... 
you, you said some really good stuff. I think that the whole, the advice of having the hard conversations with yourself and with those who are around you, who love you and are close enough that you need to have that conversation with um, and being honest with yourself um, and changing your priorities. So you realize that your priorities had to change. Not that I stopped being a mom or not that I stopped um, serving, but I had to figure out what, what the, where, where those priorities fell in for me moving forward. So, so this, this is all wonderful. I love it. I feel like at this point now you're on the other side of the, of the pivot. You're sort of doing some new things. You sort of found your footing. Um, you can exhale now. <laughs> You've empowered <laughs> folks and you're in your very close circle. So tell the pivot family what you're doing. Uh, what are some new things that have been birthed out of this new Dr. Sharita or new Sharita Weatherspoon? Yes. Um, so I have, launched a business actually I did that in 2016 and you know even in that process there were some additional pivots that needed to be made mm -hmm. as I you know clarified who I was as a business owner and how I wanted to serve in the world and who I wanted to serve so we went through some iterations <laughs> with right, that right. Um, but you know where I am now I, I work with women and I help them launch and grow six-figure businesses, um, purpose-aligned businesses, more specifically as coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors. And I help them do that without the overwhelm and the overworking because, you know, again, the whole superwoman thing. Right. You know? right. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do this, let's build a business that serves you, not just serves other people or other organizations, but one that serves you as well. Right. Um, which takes into account you know, what your priorities are outside of your business and how you want to live. Mm -hmm. um, and I've written a few books. Um, I have a wonderful project that's going on right now where I brought together over 100 Black women and girls. Uh, we're writing an, an anthology called Love Letters to My Girls, 100 Black Women Speak to the Hearts of Black Women and Girls. So I'm very excited about that um, and getting that book into the hands of black women and girls all around the world. And yes. And that's, it's just an amazing project that I'm really, really um, excited about. That is, that is fantastic. Congratulations to all of those projects and everything that you're doing. I think I have to ask though, if you don't mind, do you think these, these were birthed out of, the discovery of, okay, I need to pivot here. I need to make some changes. Um, I need to step back. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to take some time. So, and I need to, would these things have been birthed out of the superwoman with the same level of energy and passion? And it seems like, or, or I guess the question is, do you feel like because I found my personal power, these things were birthed out of? Yes, absolutely. So I, I had an idea of what I should be doing decades ago, literally decades ago, like mm -hmm. early 20s, right? <laughs> but again, I was trying to fit into this model, this role um, of who I was supposed to be. So I followed the known path. Right. And, you know, I was fortunate in that 
you know, my path was upward. You know, every mm-hmm. move that I made, there came increase, there came promotion. Right. But the unfortunate side of that was I got to a point in my career where, where I felt like I couldn't walk away even though I really wanted to walk away. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I made too much money. Um, I I had too much security. I'm using my air quotes there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just, it was fear. You know, I just, I couldn't walk away, but I was preparing. Mm-hmm. I knew one day it would come. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. I was learning. I was developing skill sets and knowledge in in other things that I I knew were related to my calling. Um, So when I was finally ready to bet on myself, Mm. to believe in what I was called to do and to trust that everything I needed would be in place if I decided to take a step of faith, um, I was ready. And, and it's not to discount my 20 plus years of experience in higher ed administration and leadership, because right. there's a lot that I learned there that I have pulled with me into what I'm doing now. Right. Um, but it was not supposed to take me as long as it did to get here. Mm. See, I made room in my life for career growth. Mm hmm. You know, I I went back to school for that doctorate degree after I had three children. And then, what, four weeks after starting the program, found out I was pregnant with four. Oh, Lord. I still graduated in three years. Wow, girl. (laughs) I did certificate programs. um, Just this, I made room for my career. Mm -hmm. It was easy for me to do that. And People expected that, so it was easy to get the support for that, mm-hmm. but it was hard for me to make the room for things that did not fit into the mold, the model. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so I guess Superwoman wasn't an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, and we could go on, but I had to say that, oh, that just, yes, because Superwoman, for you, and probably for others, Superwoman does well working for other people. <laughs> but when you find your personal power, it seems to naturally pull you into something that's much bigger than you were doing. Right. Right. Um, the, it's exponential growth and it touches and reaches far beyond um, what you probably could even do in higher education, right. I, I would think. And I can say that because I'm in higher ed. So we, we, right. <laughs> we, we can talk about that because we know. Yeah. And, and it's because, because I don't think, it, you know, it's not limited to higher ed. Right, right, right. Because in your purpose is profit. And profit is not just financial. It really is about abundance and increase and, um, and impact. And when you stepped into that thing mm, that good. you were empowered to do, so we're going back to your personal power, mm-hmm. and you step fully into it, like you're committed to doing that thing, the the breadth and depth of where that thing could go. And it's not to say that, you know, everybody's purpose is going to like have international global impact or anything like that. Right. Um, but it doesn't matter. Right. Right. What you're called to do is just in your neighborhood, but you're called to do it. 
and you do that thing 100%, it's going to have a ripple effect beyond the people that you personally touch. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Now, you know, let me just tell y'all right now, somewhere in there, that quote is going to be right up in Instagram. Okay. I'm just telling you. <laughs> on the well, in- just make sure you quote the person who said it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes. That's the first time I said it. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Okay. Said it here. Um, so, you know, we only have a few minutes left. I want to ask you, where can people find you? Where are you? So that people can kind of check out what you're doing. And if they would like to connect with you, um, share with us where we can find Dr. Weatherspoon. Yes. So I am somewhat all over the place in in different forms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Sharita. Um, they can tune into my podcast, Women Who Launch and Lead. That's right. WomenWhoLaunchAndLead.com. Um, and they can follow the Anthology Project at Love Letters to My Girls on all of those are Facebook and Instagram. Okay, good. And I yes. want you to check out Women Who Launch and Lead. It's on every Tuesday. Is that right? Is yes. it available on Tuesdays, interviewing women, talking with and having meaningful conversation with women who are launching and leading their businesses. Businesses and career and life. Yes. And so who dropped some wonderful nuggets, I'm telling you. So I I am just delighted. I, I'm telling you, that's my word for you today. Just so excited because I know how busy you are. Um, and so I was so glad that we can steal a little bit of your time to have you come and talk to the Pivot family about just your experience and what we need to do if we want to really move forward in the pivot experience that we may be going through. So thank you so much for being on Pivot. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. And listen, I want you to remember to go to letstalkpivot.com and check out any episodes that you have not heard, but you will hear uh, this episode. If you miss it today, you can go out and listen later on. But I just want to thank you. Check us out on Instagram, Let's Talk Pivot, for any quotes um, that you might have heard today that were juicy, just good, <laughs> digestible nuggets of wisdom. So thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next Wednesday, next Wednesday on the Pivot Podcast. God bless and have a fantastic day.